My name is Antoine Moss, and I am a packer driver for the Louisville Metro government's solid waste management department. What makes me a good driver is I'm patient. Safety is key. I'm always aware of where my tippers are at all times. I'm basically an extra set of eyes and ears for them. Being a good public serviceman, just as well as like the fire department, police department, or any other, it's just a good place to work. If you're looking for a long-term career, kind of like push myself to want to learn how to drive and become a driver. It's room and growth for multiple opportunities, and I really enjoy it. I'll be doing this for the next 20 to 25 years. My name is James Wilkins. Go! I've been serving people since 1983. All right, you're at Slide with me? We do everything from helping the buses across the street get in and out of schools, Captain cars get in and out of schools, and the pedestrians. I've been doing it for four years. I'm a people person. And I talk to people, and little kids look up to me.
the Louisville Metro Council's regular committee of the whole meeting of February 16, 2023 will please come to order. The time is currently 520. This meeting is being held pursuant to KRS 61.826 and Council Rule 5A. Madam Clerk, a roll call, please. Councilmember Hawkins. Councilmember Shanklin. Present. Councilmember Rashad. Councilmember Arthur. Yep, I see him on the screen. I see you, Councilmember Arthur. Do you hear me, sir? Okay, we'll get your your sound checked, but um, it, it I heard you say present. Um, Councilmember Purvis, present. Councilmember Baker, Councilmember McCraney. Or, I'm sorry, President Pro Tem McCraney. Here. Councilmember Armstrong. Here. Councilmember Owen. Here. Councilmember Mulvihill. Here. Councilmember Kramer. Here. Councilmember Blackwell. Here. Councilmember Syme. Here. Councilmember Fowler. Here. Councilmember Chapel. Here. Councilmember Reed. Here. Councilmember Winkler, or President Winkler. Okay, Councilmember Winkler, we, or President Winkler, we see you. Councilmember Parker. Here. Councilmember Piagentini. Councilmember Benson. Present. Councilmember Rui. Here. Councilmember Engel. Present. Councilmember Hudson. Here. Councilmember Flood. Here. Councilmember Batshawn. Councilmember Ackerson. Here. Councilmember Hawkins. Councilmember Rashad. Councilmember Baker. Present. There you go. Madam President, we have 24 and a quorum. Mayor Greenberg is here to discuss an update on the ARP funding and spending. We are happy to have you, Mr. Mayor. The floor is yours. Thank you very much and good afternoon, members of Metro Council. It's great to be with you all here today. I'm joined with, uh, with Ken Hillebrand from Louisville Accelerator Team, along with Deputy Mayor David James, uh, Deputy Chief of Staff Keisha Dorsey, Chief of Staff David Kaplan, uh, Katora Morrow, and some others from my administration. We wanted to come to give the committee a whole an update based on some questions that you all have understandably asked to give you all just an update on where we are as a city with respect to spending um, the and making the investments uh, under the American Rescue Plan based on the allocations that you all made uh, last year with respect to those funds. And so that's what we're here to do. And then next week, our plan is that at the budget committee meeting, based on conversations that we've had with uh, council members uh, Blackwell and Kramer, uh, Ken Hillebrand will attend the budget committee and dig further into detail on some of the uh, specific line items. I do want to give a very uh, big thanks to Ken and his team for their management of the, um, of the ARP funding and everything that, that they have done, and a thanks to you all for making these historic investments in our city to move ourselves forward. So where we are is, um, do you have the slides, Ken? So this is a quick snapshot um, as of January 31st, where we are with respect to the ARP appropriations. As you all know, we received our city received allocation of just over $308 million, $388 million um, and nearly $99 million 
of those funds have already been invested in our community. We'll get into this a little bit more detail. The total amount that we are based on the allocations and appropriations that you all have already made um, and based on other plans that are in place or coming together, uh, there's about $285 million forecasted to be spent and we are currently projecting about $4.2 million in unspent art, art funds and we will get to that at the end of this presentation. So first, um, I know this is small print, but we, we will obviously provide this with you and Ken can talk in more detail. Um, but we have a list of all of the projects that have been completed. For each one of the projects that you all authorized, um, it is assigned a LAT number for Louisville Accelerator Team, um, starting with, with 001. And what this outlines is what the project name is, what the budget is, how much, how much of those funds are remaining as of January 31st, um, what is forecasted to be spent, and the final column on the right are the remaining funds within each one of those categories. So if you look about midway down, the largest number on this first slide is about a half a million dollars of excess that we project not to be spent, um, which is from the premium pay uh, for the public sector component and for external agencies. Um, this is a completed project, and so we believe there will be a $508,000 unspent within that category. The biggest amount, um, single item, is on the next slide, where you can see under the COVID-19 response and vaccination activities, $3.7 million of the $29.7 million budget, we are currently forecasting to not be spent in that allocation. So that is 3.7 million of the total 4.2 that I previously um, mentioned. This is a list of all of the projects that are underway but not yet completed. We're going to come back to a few of these with respect to a couple of ordinance requests that we're seeking um, your support for, um, which we'll get to towards the end of the presentation. So there are several pages of this. If we go to the next slide, I, um, if you can go one back, Ken. There, there are a couple um, in public safety reforms and Office of Youth Development. Some of those plans have come together uh, since we took office earlier this year, and we're very excited to make some detailed announcements about some of the spending um, and investments in our community um, geared towards improving public safety, investing in our youth to prevent um, children and young adults um, from uh, giving them hope and opportunity, and we'll be making some announcements about those two items in particular in, in the days ahead that we're very excited about. So those are the projects underway. The next category are projects that are in a little bit of an earlier phase that are either awaiting design or RFPs. And so you can see here a lot of the capital projects are in this category. Um, a lot of the funds that are geared towards parks and libraries in particular are in this category where um, allocations and appropriations have been made, the work has been done, and they're in different phases of, um, of design. So that's the next two pages. And then there's a final category of projects that are in the early stage, early phase, um, based on the facts that we currently know. Um, our understanding is, our belief is that these projects will all be uh, fully invested, so we're not projecting any, any excess funds, um, but these are all, all projects that are in the earliest stages of implementation, um, some of which were only approved uh, late last year by you all. 
Next, there are four items um, that we would like to, to talk about um, that there were ordinances that are introduced, I believe, today uh, with respect to, to four projects. And I would consider all of these technical in nature, but of course, leave that to you all to decide. Uh, first is with respect to the seven uh, plus million dollars that you all allocated with respect to the College Street uh, project. That is going to now be part of our larger project with the Community Care Campus. Uh, you all allocated seven point something million dollars um, to, per, to, um, to renovate that property into a respite care facility. That is lat number 0053, if anybody tracks it along that way, which, which it is in the previous slides. And our um, proposed ordinance is simply to use the funds that were allocated for the College Street campus project and use those to purchase the property uh, for the community care campus and in turn some ERAP funds, that's E-R-A-P, which is another federal program, we will in turn use the ERAP funds to fund this College Street project. So both projects will still happen, um, but based on uh, different requirements for different uh, federal funds, our recommendation is to use ERAP funds for the College Street renovation and to use ARP funds for the purchase of the community care campus. Again, both will happen. Second, um, we're requesting a modification to the dates and the formula for the public safety hiring incentive. Um, as, as you all probably recall, at least those of you who were on council prior to the end of this year, um, you all supported an initiative to provide hiring incentives for our public safety officials. Uh, based on the way the, uh, the formula and the dates were defined in that, that incentive program actually ended at the end of last year on December 31st. Uh, we would like to re-implement this program as soon as possible. Um, however, because of some of the language that was in the ordinance, uh, we need to change the dates. We need an extension of that so that we can continue um, to reinstate that hiring incentive for our public safety um, in the, uh, officers as soon as possible. And so that's what the second ordinance request is. It's the same amount of money per individual, but again, gives us more flexibility to continue to extend this program. Um, third, there was a sunset provision on the million and a half dollars with respect to the safe outdoor space. And we're simply uh, requesting, that's lat number 0050, uh, we're, expect, we're uh, requesting an extension uh, to continue to spend that money for the same purpose, but over a longer period of time. Um, and finally, um, there's a similar date issue with respect to the funds in LAT 61, uh, the dates that, are that were in the ordinance for the public safety reform investments. We believe this is one of the important, most important uh, investments that we can make as a city. However, we're simply uh, asking if we can align the, um, the timeline for spending those public safety improvement funds uh, in our local ordinance with the federal deadlines that are required. That will give a little bit more time to make those really important investments. So those are the requests for ordinances. And, and finally, coming back to the roughly $4.2 million of projected unspent funds in ARP, um, our administration's recommendation to you all at the council is we believe there is a significant opportunity to continue to use these, uh, this, these unspent funds for further investments in our parks and in our libraries. That is what our recommendation will be to you all. Um, however, 
we also think it's prudent if we wait a few months before finalizing the details uh, of how this money is spent. Because when you look through the list, some of the projects for the parks and particularly the libraries are in their early phases. And so we want to wait to understand exactly what the cost of those projects are as they get a little bit further into design. In the ideal world, all of these funds will be able to be invested in new parks or library programs or capital around the entire city. However, if there is additional money needed for a particular project, we think we should wait um, to ensure that the projects that you all have already supported and allocated can be complete. For example, we don't want to find ourselves in a situation where we only have enough to build three quarters of the Fern Creek Library, for example. We don't want that to happen. And so um, our suggestion is to um, wait a little bit longer before final decisions are made about those remaining. And the amounts, and there might be additional funds that as time moves on uh, from other ARP allocated projects that we know the numbers will continue to shift. So that is a snapshot of, of where we as a city are with respect to these historic investments. Uh, we are really excited about these investments. We think they will make material improvements in the quality of, people, of people's lives. We think they will improve public safety. They will give hope and opportunity to our youth. They, will, they are investments in the workforce of today and tomorrow and workforce development uh, improvements. And so we're very excited about it. Thank you for making these historic investments in Louisville. And um, with that, happy to take any questions. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Any questions? Council, Councilwoman Cassie Chambers Armstrong. Uh, thank you, Madam President Pro Tem, and thank you, Mr. Mayor, for being here. Um, I appreciate you coming and giving us this update, um, and I know it's a lot to, to get up to speed on and appreciate your partnership in working with us on this. Um, I had a question about one of the projects in um, the middle bucket. I'm scrolling through to see what it was called. Um, projects awaiting design and RFPs. Um, I know that you have been a big proponent of early childhood education and pre-K and investment, and I'm looking at project Black, yeah. ARP 63 MAY, the early learning one, um, which is one of the programmatic buckets that's lumped in with a lot of the capital projects in that middle bucket you are described. You are you referring, Councilman uh, Chambers Armstrong, to LAT 86, the early learning one, the $7.5 million? Yes, 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 sorry. I was oh, I see the, the ARP project I see. number. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry, Let I didn't see the 63. I was looking at the other column. No, so where we are on that project is a um, great question. You are correct. That is one that's extremely important to myself and our administration. Um, we have received um, responses back. There was an, RF, um, an RFQ or an RFP for proposals for um, investing these dollars in other early child care providers around our city. We have received responses back. Ken and other members um, um, are, are currently evaluating those proposals. Um, and we also think there's going to be additional opportunity to use some of these funds to work to make universal pre-K a reality. So uh, the scoring should come back in the next couple of weeks. There should be some initial announcements. And then we believe the remaining, of, the remaining funds in that will be used to work towards a universal pre-K plan. Great. Sounds like exciting stuff. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Madam President Pro Tem. Uh, thank you, Madam President Pro Tem Mayor. Thanks for coming. But just one quick question. You mentioned the uh, ERAP uh, federal funds. Are, are these funds that have been allocated or grants that we have to apply for? No, no, no. Those have already been allocated. Got it. So it's, there's no risk involved in that proposal. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
I don't see anyone else in the queue. Do we have any other questions? Okay. You did a great job, evidently. Not a lot of questions, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. Oh, is there one more? Councilman Reed, uh, you finished? Yes. Thank you. Great. Any other comments? Thank you all very much. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't have, have a question. I just have a compliment. In 12 years, this has been lacking, and it's refreshing to feel like uh, that both sides of the aisle can say we've now built a partnership, and there's some excitement about uh, the government's back in the business of being government. Thank you. Excited to be working with you all. Thanks, Councilman. Appreciate it. Before you leave, Mr. Mayor, I would like to appoint a uh, personal privilege to ask if um, Deputy Mayor David James could please come to the podium. And I would like for you, sir, if you will, give a quick overview of the Youth Detention Center, in particularly the finances, both for the building uh, of the building, for the construction of the building and the operations. Thank you, Madam President Pro Tem, and hello, Council. Uh, you all may have seen yesterday that uh, I was in Frankfurt uh, to testify, and just, I knew there was some confusion because I spoke to a couple of you. Uh, so where we're at right now, the bill is sponsored by uh, uh, Representative Bratcher and Representative Nemus, and it is to uh, have capital funding to repair the building, uh, JCYC, or that we know it as JCYC. Uh, it needs some basic repairs. It needs a new roof. It needs a uh, new HVAC. It needs uh, some plumbing. It needs a fire system upgrade. It needs security and camera upgrades. Uh, things like that done to it. That comes to about $8.9 million. Earlier today, uh, representatives from uh, the Department of Corrections went through it to check it out for any ACA compliance issues it may have. And so there may be some updated numbers. It shouldn't be much more than that, but that's where we are right now with that. Uh, the, the bill would uh, let uh, the Department of Juvenile Justice uh, run and operate the building. Uh, they would su supply the employees, they would pay the employees. It's all uh, be done by the state as it is throughout the rest of the state of Kentucky. Uh, Louisville's uh, Youth Detention Center uh, back in the early 70s, for some reason, they, Louisville decided that they uh, were going to run their own youth detention center. Don't know why, bad idea, uh, but they did. And so uh, in 2019, when we had the budget crisis due to the pension system, uh, this body, me, uh, you all, many of you all, uh, decided to, uh, to close that. And so uh, we have the problem that we're having with our youth violence in our community, uh, with gun violence, as you know, uh, or may not know, 30%, roughly 30% of all of our uh, uh, gun deaths, homicides, are because of gang violence. And so um, having a youth detention center here in our community uh, would be able to help us tremendously with that. Um, so we have been working with the state, with the governor's office, uh, with Representative Nemus, with Representative Bratcher to try and uh, get that reopened for the state to operate. Uh, the administration, the mayor, uh, has told the governor and uh, Representative Nemus and Bratcher that we on our side of the fence would work to facilitate to make sure that the wraparound services that the children need uh, to, um, to better their lives, quite frankly, uh, such as mental health treatment, um, drug court, those types of things, 
uh, would be something that we would help facilitate and also make sure that JCPS uh, is back into the building. Um, quite frankly, uh, without that building open, we're going to have children that um, may not be alive today if, if we don't have that open. Um, and so it's a protection system for the children. It's also a protection system for the community. I hope that answers your question or I'll stand for any questions that you have. I don't see anyone at the queue right now, but I want you to say yes or no to this particular question, if you yes. will. Yes, ma'am. Will the Louisville Metro government or the Louisville Metro Council have to financially support the Youth Detention Center? Not for the operations of detention. We may need some money to, for those wraparound services that we talked about. Is there an estimate of that cost? We haven't gotten that far yet. Any questions, colleagues? There being none, there will be some later. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming, right. the whole administration. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Madam Clerk, will we have any addresses to the council tonight? Yes, ma'am, we'll have two. Okay, thank you. The consent calendar comprises items 13 through 17. Would anyone like to add or remove items from the consent calendar? Okay. Special leg legislation comprises of items 18 and 19. 18 is a council rule change and 19 is an emergency resolution asking the Ethics Commission to provide the Metro Council a formal opinion upon Council Member Piagentini's connection with the recipient of the sixth round of ARP funding. Colleagues, we will need to suspend Rule 6.06 .06 via Rule 5.12 with two-thirds vote to allow this legislation onto the agenda. Next, we will need a two-thirds vote to allow this item to be considered as an emergency resolution pursuant to Rule 7.01A. Do we have any discussions regarding either of these items? Okay. Any questions? Our we are in the committee of the whole. Okay. We're in the committee of the whole, and what I'm saying is there's some special legislation that will be on the council tonight, and it's uh, the council rule change and an emergency resolution. No questions? Clear as mud? All righty. On old business, we have items comprising of 20 through 32. Seven items from planning and zoning, three items from budget and appropriations, one item from labor and economic development committee, one item from government oversight and audit committee, one item from equity, community affairs, housing, health and education committee. Does anyone wish to discuss any of these items? Councilwoman Flood notified by the county attorney when I walked in that item number 22 that's in Councilman Owens district that there will be need to be an adjustment to a binding element and uh, it's not on the system yet he just went back to to reword it so there will be a need for that 
duly noted. Would you like to speak to that? Okay. Any other comments on the, the old business? Presidential updates. Mr. President, the floor is yours. Thank you. And I will just to everybody in the room, I apologize for my voice today. I'm dealing with some illness, but. Um, Would you like for me to read your updates or are you okay to go? I think your computer answered for you. <laughs> We can't hear you. You're breaking up your computer issues. And I'm going to attempt to read your updates. All right. The president would like to report that Arts in the City, there's a call for artists to submit their artwork for this year's Art in City Hall, and that call went out on last week. Brian shared the news release again to members and staff, so please consider sharing in your district newsletters, social media, and other communication pieces to encourage artists from across the city to participate. There's also sexual harassment prevention training that we all must take. Now that our new members have email addresses and are getting settled into their offices, everyone would like to send out the sexual harassment prevention training via Workday. Please be sure to complete the training as soon as you can to ensure we are in compliance with our council rules regarding this training. If you are unfamiliar with Workday and need some assistance, speak with your legislative assistants. They can assist you. Birthdays and recognition. Soon to occur before the next council meeting, we have Heather Blazes. Right? Where is she? Is she in here by chance? Oh, she's in Costa Rica. Uh, happy birthday. And Councilman Kevin Kramer on February the 28th. Happy birthday. You're 21. Does anyone have anything else to discuss before our council meeting at 6 p.m. on the dot? None? We're adjourned. <laughs>